Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, October 27th edition. We are joined by Sir Matthew Riddle. And some screaming children. Matt, what are you doing? You know, the kids the kids go wild. And sometimes, oh, I see what you're doing here. And sometimes, bro, you just got to regulate. And, uh, just putting yourself over. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, so sometimes kids scream. You know, that's why you have your cousin come over and wrangle me you do your Thursday podcast. You know? Needless to say, I don't think your kids know what's up with 213. They have no idea. They don't even know what's up with bro. They, they have no Damn. idea. Damn. Yeah. There's a lot of news this week, Matt. You're involved in a little bit of it, too. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. This Flow Slam thing. When did you first hear about it? I I, I know things. I've, I've probably known about this arrangement going on for a couple weeks now, maybe a month. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot on the table and this deal got signed and everything seems to be good. The numbers seem to be really good. And it seems like, you know, we're just going to help each other out and we get a lot of content and yeah. I, I don't know. There's just there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, you know. So it's it's good. It's good for business. There are a ton of moving parts with the situation. Uh, Flow Sports is not like a new company or anything. They've been around forever. And I had someone say to me, "Well, Sean, this is a niche product. How will they stay afloat?" Well, they're a little bit different because they attack every niche product, not just one. They attack every niche product to the level to where it's not niche anymore because they have every freaking niche. I was at a show last – I was at an MMA show, not last Saturday, the Saturday before that, and Flow Sports was broadcasting it. Here's a blast from the past. Junie Browning was on the show. Really? How did he do? He won. Ooh, he's making a comeback. I, I wouldn't count on that. There was a, <laughs> There was a show I was at. In 2009, this was really at the beginning of his, his downfall, and he missed weight by like four pounds, and his opponent just – and he got on the scale smoking a cigarette, and his opponent said, give me $100 out of your pocket and we'll call it even. And he did. They called it even. Would you ever do that in a fight, Matt? 
I don't know. I, I don't want to be. I, I I'd never want to put myself in a situation where I'm fighting somebody that's going to miss weight by five pounds and smoke a cigarette and be that unprofessional. I really hope I never end up in a situation like that. But I mean, if I did, I'd probably. I hope I'm not fighting for that little where a hundred bucks is like twenty percent of his purse. So well, I hope you never face James Ellsworth because that's a serious size disadvantage you're facing there. Who's James Ellsworth? Oh, James Ellsworth, yeah. Of course. Well, it's hard to knock him out. He has no chin. That's true. My, my wife sent me a text while I was covering SmackDown the other night and said, how the hell did he grow a beard without a chin? It's a wonder. That's, that's the 10th wonder of the world. If China was the ninth, that's the 10th wonder of the world. James Ellsworth is definitely one of the wonders of the world for sure. He is. I wonder he's if it's course. hereditary. I wonder if his like grandpappy has no chin, or if his grandma oh, has no chin. I would love to see a family lineage of no chins. They have got to do that. They should like, do a family reunion on SmackDown in his hometown, which I think is like Virginia or something. He's in, he's from Virginia, but yeah, either way, sounds good. Flow Slam is it, it's pretty big news. It's. They, they have evolved. They have the back catalog of Evolve, which heavily features Matt Riddle, of course. But moving forward, their subscription service will also house all of those Evolve shows. What do you think of that move? I think it's a great move. You know, like you said, Flow Sports kind of covers every niche. And I was on there the other day. They covered gymnastics, rock climbing, CrossFit. Marching band. Marching band. They, they, they cover everything and anything. But – you know, I think I think it's great. I think, and I see flow sports and flow wrestling and all that all the time because I'm already in the world of mixed martial arts and wrestling. So just to know that I'm going to be part of that, you know, product kind of makes me happy because it's a quality product. You know, they need to get you in some crossover. Matt Riddle on Flow Rodeo. Flow Rodeo. I don't know about that. Maybe Flow KO. Well, you know what? Flow Rodeo would probably be a good time. I could ride a bull. Like, maybe, like, a small one. A small one. You know? Maybe, like, a a 300-pounder or something. I I don't know if they run that small. You could maybe appear on Flow Grappling, Flow Combat. Flow flow Grappling, for sure. That's that's easy. Flow Wrestling, of course, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Flow Wrestling. I could do something there. Shoot a single. Flow... Flow gymnastics? I bet you could do that. I know. I bet my wife could. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I can do some flips, so they're not as textbook as a perfectionist, you know, gymnast. But, yeah, they're good. They're good. They're hybrid. What else we got? Flow KO. You would – that's a gaming site. You could definitely do that. Dude, Flow KO gaming site. You know, like, they, they got – I think – I think there's a lot of opportunity working with Flow, and I think there's a lot of opportunity where we can uh, work together and maybe cross over with other genres like you're talking about, you know? Listen, listen, Flow KO, if you want to have me and Matt Riddle playing Turtles in Time. Dude, dude, there's so many titles. I'll go back to Primal Rage. I can do Smash Bros. Mortal Kombat. I can do anything, role play, anything. Just throw it at me. I hated Primal Rage. I hated it. Oh, dude, uh, I, I was actually playing that the other day. It's pretty legit on the 32X. It felt like I was beating my pet when I played that game. Oh, no. Like you had a pet you, you had a pet monkey or dinosaur? No, they throw shit at you. 
I'm pretty sure monkeys do. Yeah. Do. Well, I think the one character they farted at you and pissed on you. So Yeah, that's true. Chaos. I've had a cat piss on me before. That was not fun. I've had a seagull poop on me. Things happen in life Ooh. for sure at the boardwalk. There was one time Cindy Lauper was singing in New York and she hit a high note and a bird shit right in her mouth. Dude, that's how you know what? I felt the same way when a buttertooth Brit spit in my face. Hey. In England. There you so go. yeah. Oh, that's got that had to be terrible. It was horrible. I mean, all cut all sucked out, cutting weight, miserable in, in England, in Manchester. I like, With all due respect to our British viewers, of course, not exactly I, I, known for their oral health. Yeah, I love, I love the English. I really do. I, you know, I think people think I dislike them, but I do not. You know, it was just that one day in Manchester, they were quite unfriendly, and it, you know, it was a memory I'll probably never forget. That's it. What kind of reaction do you think you'll get when you go back there this year? I think it'll be good. My, my wrestling name is pretty legit. Uh, I, I'm a Decent performer. I'm a pretty good performer in the ring. So I think that. And I think, I, I don't know, I feel like I have a look where you either hate me or you, like, really like me. And I think a lot more people like me than hate me, at least that I notice, at least the indie crowd. So with this flow slam thing, what, what was your reaction when you first heard the news? When I first heard the news, I was like, well, I wanted to know more about it just because you don't know. I'm part of the WWN branch, you know, you know, so I want to know what's going on with my, you know, I want to know what's going on with my future, my brand, my name, you know. So to know, and then to know who I'm working with is good. And the thing is, I've been I've been on top of everything for the most part. And I talked to Gabe and I talked to Sal and, you know, I talked to a lot of people that, you know, that run the show. So I kind of knew this was coming a while ago. So, you know, it wasn't that big of a surprise, but I still wanted to know the finer details and see where my spot was in the future, you know? I'm really interested to see how all of this plays out because it is a property with Evolve. Evolve is, uh, you know, it is sort of counterculture. It is edgy. It is cool. It's like... When Evolve is on, that's what's on my timeline on Twitter. And that's not always the case because all due respect to Bellator, I love Bellator, but when their fights are happening, that's not necessarily what's on my my timeline. World Series of Fighting, that either. Uh, I'm very, very, very interested in Flow Sports I, I, and Flow Slam. I know some of the people there. They're really good people. They're, they've got a great crew. They've got a lot of uh, really, really interesting things going on there. And, of course – as any news on that filters in, uh, Matt and I will talk about it. Matt, what do you think of Shane Carwin signing with Ryzen? I didn't know that happened. That's pretty cool. How's he doing? And, How's he doing? Has he fought in a while? Well, he technically fought. Do you know who Jason Ellis is? No. Skate, I, I had a- skateboarder, radio personality. He fought a couple times. Either way. He faced... At like a charity event, <laughs> he fought uh, Shane with one arm tied. Like Shane had one arm tied and knocked him out cold. And apparently, this Jason Ellis told Brendan Schaub, "Like, yeah, I think I can wear him down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick and move for the first couple rounds." Like, was seriously 
thinking he'd give Shane Carwin a run, and he goes, and then the third round, I'll give him his arm back. I'll let him have both of his arms. No, that didn't happen. Shane Carwin knocked him dead immediately. Yeah. Which is no surprise. Yeah. But Shane Carwin the real story in this, Matt. Shane Carwin might knock me out with one arm tied behind his back. It's Shane Carwin. He knocks people out. He looks at people and knocks them out. Yeah, just, he did. He, he hits you with a four-inch uppercut you go to sleep. It's, he's got it's, the power. I always said it was kind of – it spoke a lot to Brock Lesnar's chin that he was able to stay awake Brock for an Le- entire Brock round. Brock Lesnar's a beast. Bottom line, that dude can eat damage and just keep going forward. He's a stud. That, that's why a lot of people were like, well, he doesn't like to get hit. Well, I don't know a whole lot of people who do, but – he can take a he can take a hell of a shot. He literally at WrestleMania. I don't think people understand. He was upside down and fell face first from about 10, 11 feet in the air. Then on instinct finished the match. But the the real story in this Ryzen thing. Well, he's in the tournament. That's cool. He said that Fedor turned down a fight with him. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> is that true? From what I'm hearing, the people that I talk to, because we do have, we do have some people in Ryzen. I mean, I on mean, our payroll. If I was, I heard it was true. If I was Fedor, I would probably not take that fight. Did you see him get lit up by Fabio Maldonado earlier this year? Yeah, Fabio's not horrible though. People, you know, wow. he's just not the most athletic guy, and but he can go, and he has a chin. He was a boxer, and he's too. got some good boxing. Yes, yeah. But like Shane Carwin has like they put you clean to sleep power. Then again, I feel like Shane Carwin. If you move around, that's not Fedor's style though. It's a bad. It's a bad matchup for Fedor at this point of his career. I think Fedor in his prime, that fight would have been money. It would have been two heavyweights just getting dropped, dropping each other left and right. But I think now it might just be Fedor getting dropped. What does this tell you about Fedor? I mean, he's he rejected the UFC's deal, which I had heard was more than any deal that he was offered elsewhere. And now he's turning down Shane Carwin and Ryzen. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say he's ducking anybody, but I mean, technically, he turned down a fight with Shane Carwin. What, what does this say to you about Fedor at this stage of his career? Uh, he's smart. You know, like, some people might be like, oh, well, why not? It's like, well, why didn't the UFC make a deal with him, like, eight years ago or six years ago? You know, like, when I was in the UFC, they could have made a deal with him, like, four years ago. You know, like... Yeah, they didn't want to, they didn't want to co-promote, but apparently that's out the window now, and they still offered him a bunch of money, and he was like, but I'm good. The thing is, he's made a lot of money. He can still get paid a lot of money to fight who he wants to fight. He's Fedor Emelianenko. He can fill mm-hmm. a building like that. And it's like, what, what's he got to prove? You know, all that's going to happen is he fights the top tier heavyweights of the world. He's going to get knocked out most likely. Not saying he can't beat some of them, but he's probably going to lose the most of them. Kind of like a Randy Couture situation. Randy Couture could, you know, like when he came back, could beat most of the UFC heavyweights. They weren't that good at wrestling. And, you know, the it was a thin weight class at the time. And then, like, once Brock came in and other people started coming in, like Nogueira and others, he couldn't hang anymore, you know? And it's the same thing with Fedor, except for, like, the division stacked, and he's a lot older. He's been fighting forever. He's been fighting since I was yeah. in high school. 
way back in rings, stuff like that. He was winning. He was winning everything and was like the best of the best of the best when I was in high school 12 years ago as a senior. Well, Carwin is in a tournament that also involves Mirko Krokop and Vanderlei Silva. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out throughout the end of the year. I still can't believe Vanderlei Silva is fighting. And yeah, he's going to fight Krokop. All these guys are fighting. Krokop's fighting. This is ridiculous. You like it or not? Uh, you know, they they can do it. But I feel like, you see, this is my problem with the UFC when I was there. It's like they want like they wanted people to use CRT. They wanted people to do that because then they could have guys like Vanderlei and Krokop and everybody stick around and still be able to fight at their, you know, top performance, you know, because they were getting older. And it's like now it seems like everybody's left the UFC and they're still doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all like, the people that need it are are leaving and still doing it. Speaking of Antonio Bigfoot Silva, if there's one guy that you would say, Sean, who's one guy in the UFC who probably really needed TRT? Probably Bigfoot Silva. He's got friggin' acromegaly. He is leaving, at, or he left. He was released by the UFC, and he's fighting in like he's fighting in Europe, and apparently he's getting paid five hundred thousand to fight there. Cool. That yeah. Now here's the here's the weird situation, Matt. Are you familiar with what happened with Jeff Monson there earlier this year? Jeff Monson in Europe earlier this year. So he had a torn bicep and he was scheduled to fight. And he went over to this place. It's like Titov Boxing Promotions or something like that. And he was he had told them, "Hey, I can't fight." Well, they flew him over anyway, and they said they took him aside and they said, "Listen, work this fight." There are no repercussions. You'll still get paid, whatever. He got in the cage. It was not a worked fight. He got the shit beat out of him. And now Bigfoot Silva is facing the guy that beat the shit out of him in the promotion that facilitated that. So a lot of people a little worried. But, I mean, if he goes in without any injuries, I don't see, I don't see an issue. Yeah, you know, if there's no injuries, and the only thing is, though, I, I would say just just being me, I think it's a little suspicious that five hundred thousand dollar payday on the regional circuit. But the only thing he really has to offer is I don't think he'll sell five hundred thousand dollars worth of pay per view buys or five hundred thousand no. dollars worth of ticket sales live. So. The only thing he has to offer is ranking to the guy he loses to. Yes. I think the logical next step here, if you beat Jeff Monson and Bigfoot Silva, is putting this Russian guy against Bob Sapp. Uh, there is no athletic commission to answer to. Like, really? Like I to- know. There's no, dude, there's no athletic commissions really anywhere other than America and Canada. I mean, there is the, the Russian MMA Federation and stuff, but when you have, as we mentioned before, people who work for Fedor judging and refereeing his fights, uh, kind of questionable. So I doubt they do a whole lot about about a Bob Sapp or a Bigfoot Silva throwing a fight. I mean, they didn't do anything about Jeff Monson, I don't think. Well, it's, Did what, you, can, what can you do? Well, I mean, it, here you can suspend them for life, but I mean, yeah. Well, you what, can what, do what that. Do they like, care? Yeah. Well, if they have a sanctioning committee, they can also do that. You know, 
And well, they do, but I mean, the, the, I'd say some of these people don't give a shit if they ever fight in Russia again. Yeah, well, the, this is a big thing, too. It's like any legit promotion knows, like, you don't want to fix any fights because once you start fixing fights, it, you lose credibility, you know? Yeah. And you, I don't know, like, I get it. People like to build people up, like... Like I remember Kimbo Slice and stuff like that, and they were building him up to be a you know a superstar. And then he's still a superstar, you know, but he lost the fight, and that really hurt his hype train, you know. Mm-hmm. MMA is hard to it's not pro wrestling; it's hard to like build somebody up, you know. They have to kind of do it on their own. Well, sometimes WWE makes it look like it's really hard to build somebody up when it's not. Speaking of Austin Aries, got a nasty injury last Ooh. night he got he got super kicked in the face i'm about to show you this yeah show me the pick i didn't see it super kicked in the face by one shinsuke nakamura look at this what the f yeah gross why would he kick him in the face that hard he didn't kick him in the face that hard to be honest well it didn't look like it bro Bro. That was nasty, right? Bro. You that's there's weight behind that. That's the thing. There's like oh, yeah. weight behind that kick. They stopped a main event tag match. Like they didn't have Joe go it alone or anything. They stopped a main event tag match for that. They were like, no more. We're done. Yeah, well, yeah. That was messed dude. Dude, people. Good to see him in good spirits, though. Yeah, well, what's he going to do? Yeah, yeah, be in good spirits. Don't <laughs> bitch. If you bitch, you'll probably get fired or something. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, I got kicked in the face. I'm going to take a couple weeks off. The Headbangers are returning to SmackDown next week. Sweet. You know, I've worked with Mosh a little bit. Didn't wrestle him, but I worked with him at the Monster Factory. He's a good guy. Never worked with Thrasher. But he seems pretty legit. They appeared in August as well. I think it's kind of cool that they bring back a couple of guys like that every so often. Why not? It helps I, out their indie bookings too, I'm sure. I, I agree. I like it when they bring back guys like that because <clears throat> I feel like if, you know, maybe the dad's watching with the kids and he's like, oh, headbangers, all Dudley boys, all, you know, this. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's cool. Plus, it's like almost like a history lesson for the kids or anybody else who's watching that doesn't know. Guys, if you all haven't already checked it out, Brandon Howard has exclusive analysis on today's WWE quarterly call, including uh, Vince McMahon saying WWE can sell for the right offer. Uh, talking about what? The, yeah, with the right How offer. Much? How much? Uh, I'd say billions. Damn it. I don't have billions. Unfortunately. Not yet you don't. No. Maybe I, don't think, I don't think ever. I don't. I don't want billions. That's just reckless money. That's <laughs> you don't tr- want billions? Should no, I take that's, billions? That's trouble. I'll take. I'll take a million, maybe a couple million. That's that's more than enough for me. That's way too much, even. We also have updated uh, network subscriber counts with Brandon's exclusive analysis. You won't have coverage like that anywhere else. So go check that out at Fightful.com. Kayla Harrison, Olympic gold medalist in judo, signs with World Series of Fighting. Ooh. Now, I'm not, surprised, I'm not surprised that she 
is fighting, but I'm surprised that World Series of Fighting was the company that got her. Yeah, I'm surprised because I didn't even know World Series of Fighting was even having fights anymore. Yep. Are they? Apparently, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they, they've the got this big... They, when's the last time they had a fight card? Well, they, they've had a few this year. They've got one planned for New Year's Eve. Okay. Four title fights on it. Yeah, it's December 31st at Madison Square Garden. They've got, like, Justin Gaethje and uh, Dave Branch. They've got four title fights on that show. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that they do have a show coming up. Yeah, that's kind of shocking, you know. Maybe... The thing is, though, like, I'll be completely honest, being an athlete myself, looking in, looking from the outside, whatever, being in the inside, it, it's not really good to sign a contract. Like, what, okay, as a fighter or an athlete, what do you get out of a contract? Like, oh, you got this. Because they can cut you whenever. Yeah, they can always cut you whenever because you're contracted, you know. It's not like you, you know, you get – benefits or a weekly paycheck or anything like that you get paid when you fight and then on top of that they can fire you at any time and if they cancel cards or anything else you can't usually work anywhere else because that's part of the contract you're under contract with them or you can't fight on tv and that's where any money is or or internet pay-per-view or anything because they know that's where money is so it's like there was it so it's like just it to sign anywhere unless you know you're going to stay active is like the worst damn thing you can do. And I trust me, I know because I've done it. So it's like. There was a fighter I knew. He was actually kind of clever with it. He would sign contracts under only certain circumstances. And one was when he knew a show wasn't going to happen. There was a promotion that was notorious for canceling cards and he put in the contract that if the card was canceled, he would still get his show money. The card got canceled. He still got his show money. And that, that is literally the only time he – and the, he, well, he signed a two-fight deal, but it wasn't exclusive. And he ended up getting show money for both of those, and it, it counted as a fight for him. He didn't have to – he didn't owe them another fight. Like it was remarkable, remarkable. But uh, that's that's what happens on the Kentucky regional MMA circuit. There was a promotion out here one time, Matt, that flew in one of the Jersey Shore guys. I can't remember what it was, which one it was. Ronnie, maybe, paid him thirty grand to appear. Appear. I wouldn't pay him that much to fight. Hey, I'll be honest, and I'm not knocking it. I've been I've been flown into the South a couple times. And I've been paid quite handsomely for my time. And uh, and it's, you know, especially in the MMA community. I feel like the MMA community, like, I think it's because, like, they'll throw the amateur fights and they don't have to pay any of the fighters, you know. Like, they'll give them, like, they'll comp, yeah. like, a couple meals and give them, like, a couple beers, you know, which is they'll pretty do the sweet. old ticket thing, you know, yeah. where you get a percentage of tickets you know but i think those guys make like a good racket and then like they invite people they just want to see and meet so like hey i want to meet ronnie from the jersey show where wow. he likes fights sorry what happened wow. dude by the way world series of fighting had a show october 7th oh so we just i just missed it yeah i'm sure you were gonna sit down and watch that one yeah well didn't didn't we didn't did. we talk about it like did dave branch defend his title Dave Branch defended his title and won. Yeah. 
And Jason High fought on the card and lost. Uh, okay. We, I think we were talking about Branch because he's a beast. Yeah, Branch is really, really good. He's come a long way from getting spinebustered through the mat by Gerald Harris. That he has. But, you know, I feel like explosive wrestler might be his weakness. You know, Gerald Harris was one of those guys that was like, he wasn't the best at jiu-jitsu, he wasn't the best at striking. His wrestling was really good, and he was just really explosive and strong, you know? He's making a comeback. Is he fighting again? He's fighting in December, and I asked him if he was going to try to get – there's a rumored new season of The Ultimate Fighter. Like, I've done – Gerald Harris is one of my favorite fighters to watch, but that is such a weird, interesting story because he won three fights, Dude. got cut after that horrible Mikel Falco fight, and he doesn't know why, but I've been told there was more to it. But he legitimately doesn't know why. He's offered to fight on short notice several times, and they'll instead hire complete unknowns to fight. It's real, real weird, the situation going on, but he's – I think going to try to get on this All-Stars comeback season of the Ultimate Fighter that's rumored. And he's fighting in December for uh, Legacy before they merge with RFA. So, yeah, he's making a comeback. Good for him. Last fought at World Series of Fighting 4. He beat uh, Santiago. That's a pretty good win. Gerald Harris is good. Like if I had to fight him like in a couple weeks, I'd be like, I could possibly lose in a couple weeks. Like he's... He's good. Like he's really good. I did this feature on him, <laughs> and I was doing it to launch Fightful.com, and it was this big feature like how Gerald Harris kind of you know got screwed out of his job and stuff like that, mm. and how he doesn't need MMA to be happy. Now I got to rewrite the whole goddamn story because he came back to MMA. Well, I don't think he needs MMA to be happy. I think no, he like, it's like the same reason why I did MMA. I was like in the UFC and like it was like I already had such a good reputation and big name and then I can get money for fighting. Like to only like work a couple times a year and make like good money is really convenient, you know? Like I go to the yeah. like, to go to the gym and punch stuff and kick stuff. And then get paid to do it in front of a camera. Yeah. It's like the that dude has his toes. That dude has his toes in a little bit of everything too. I know he's a teacher. He runs a gym. He's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, he's you know he's a teacher. He, you know he graduated from I think Ohio or something like that. He went to, he wrestled with Steve Miocic actually. See Cleveland State. See the guy's a stallion. There's a whole under understory. Best of luck to uh, Gerald Harris, friend of the site. What about Cleveland? What is the the curse is over? Apparently, you got Stipe Miocic, you got the the Cavs, the Indians are in the World Series. Even Dolph Ziggler and the Miz are doing well in WWE. What the hell is this, dude? They're just doing this. This is the Cleveland we grew up on. You know, I think everything works in peaks and valleys. You know, wavelengths up and down, and you know, Cleveland was. Down for a minute, deep wavelength, and now, like you said, they got the the Indians, right? Yeah, and Indians, the, the Cavs, Stepe, got a lot going on. They do, you see, yeah, they really do, they really do. Have you been following this TNA shitstorm? I I heard something about our boy Bill suing Tracy. Is that is that name or Dixie? You mean Dixie? Dixie. Yeah. Dixie Carter. He's suing. Yeah. It's it's like so, there's so much. Uh, apparently, 
Billy made loans, several loans, to save TNA from foreclosure from their production company on multiple occasions this summer. They kept him in the dark about possibly negotiating with WWE, but not possibly, about flat out negotiating with WWE about the, the fight light or the video library. About uh, They kept him in the dark about the fight network investing, which he says is a breach of... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The loan and contract and agreement that he had agreed to. He was now TNA is saying that he knew what he was doing. He was doing this just so TNA would default and he would get the company as per the agreement. Now to that I say, why the hell wouldn't he? If he wants to control that company, why not do whatever's necessary? We spoke to a lawyer in Tennessee, however, in an exclusive report on Fightful.com. Go check exclusive. it out. Exclusive. Exclusive. She says that <laughs> there is a Tennessee code that says that he might not be entitled to shit, including the money that he loaned TNA. Whoa. Wouldn't that be – Terrible for Billy Corgan. Yeah, yeah, it would. But that that sounds like you know the judicial system in America. There'd be some <laughs> shitty law like that to just screw you out of your money, even though you have a contract signed and it's been approved by multiple lawyers and agreed upon. Yeah, according to the, the law, you can't make a title pledge loan in the state of Tennessee without being registered, and Corgan isn't registered. Hot damn, that is straight duty. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a pretty big deal, though, you know? Like, it would be – TNA is – they keep shooting themselves in the foot. Like, they they would not exist if not for Billy Corgan right now. Yeah. And they're doing pretty yes, bad – and they're doing poor business right now. Are you interested in a Michael Bisping GSP fight, Matt? Am I interested? Not really. Michael Bisping says that he wants it, that GSP and UFC have been negotiating it. GSP says no. UFC says no. But I don't know why Michael Bisping would lie about something like this. I mean, what does he have to – well, I mean, he has a lot of money to gain from a GSP fight. But he doesn't have a lot to gain about lying from it. Yeah, you, you know what, though? I feel like a lot of times people just do stuff, say stuff, just to stay in the spotlight, you know? And I think this is just another way of Michael Bisbee kind of doing what Conor McGregor does or whatnot, what have you, just just talking. 
You know, that's all he's doing. He's just talking, stirring the pot. Maybe. Those damn British people. They, you know, they, they're they're always cutting promos. They're always cutting a promo. They love it. We have a question. What is Matt's diet like? Well, I actually got some foods, food items here. So I got, got I got some extreme sour patch kids <laughs> right there. What what makes them extreme? They're extreme flavors. They're really good. They're better than the original. You know, and I got some Slim Jims here. You are cut like 220. How in the hell are you eating? Oh, wait, hold on. Look at that strawberry banana smoothie. Damn. Yeah, 100% juice, brother. Not pasteurized. So what, do you just do you have incredible metabolism, or is it just the amount that you work out? How do you manage that? What are those? Bloody Mary peanuts. Jesus. So I got, I got some snacks. I got a Sprite here. Uh, you know. Sprite is the only soda that actually refreshes me. But I'll tell you this. What, what people don't realize is I'm actually on, like, wrestling mats. So, like, I'm always, like, wrestling around, stretching out, doing my thing. So I feel like just staying that limber. Plus, I usually work out, you know. So, like, I stay stay tight, you know. I tan occasionally. I'm going to do some – I got some jujitsu I'm going to teach later. So, you know, do my thing. So is it a matter of staying active? I think the biggest thing is just pushing yourself and working hard. If you like, if you literally push yourself every time you like work out or train, like till where you're like, holy shit, it's like you're gonna be you're gonna be shredded. It's just that's just science. I feel like if you push yourself to the brink every time, you're gonna be like jacked and ripped. Right? I'll ask you this to add to their question. As a pro wrestler, is it easier or more difficult to stay in shape than when you fought in MMA? Because there, there are a lot of differences. You're cutting weight. You're trying to watch your weight in MMA. But you're traveling with pro wrestling, and you're at a much higher weight. Yes. Uh, MMA, if you train properly for a fight, you're going to be in phenomenal shape just because, like, the amount of weight you have to cut and everything else, at least for me. Like, I, I was running, like, three to five miles like a day when I was getting ready for a fight. Now wrestling, I only run about once a week, maybe twice a week, but I do wrestle quite a bit. You know, I'm still doing that, but you know, I'm lifting wrestling and maybe running once a week. While when I did MMA, I'd be doing jujitsu every day. I'd either be sparring or hitting mitts every day and I'd be running and lifting like every day. You know what I'm saying? So I was doing three workouts six days a week. Now I do like maybe like eight to ten workouts for the whole week. What do you do uh, when you're on the road? Do you just do you just skip it, or do you find a gym locally? You know, I usually I'm pretty lucky. I kind of skip it. I skip it, you know. If I mean, if I have a gym nearby, sure. But like, you know, maybe I'll rip out like five hundred push-ups or some sit-ups or something. But for like the most part, like, like usually, like if you're traveling on the road, you're doing like a wrestling match. 
So usually before a wrestling match, you're stretching out, warming up, doing that thing. You're going over your match, going over the spots. You wrestle. Usually with me, it's like a 15 to 20-minute match or 10 to 20-minute match. So you get a good amount of work in. And then like by the time you're done with that, you eat a little bit of food. Your adrenaline's still kind of going from the wrestling match. You watch some sleep, you know, watch some TV, go to sleep, and that's it. Like I feel like... I don't need to work out that much more, you know? And I feel like if I ate a lot more food, I would. But, like, I feel like I don't eat as much, you know? Just Sour Patch and Slim Jims. Well, that's just what I have. This is, you know, I have some snack food. I eat, like, eat a lot of, like, ground turkey and rice, you know, stuff like that. Drink V8. I got some V8 over there. So. Regular V8 or the V8 Splash? Uh, I do both, but right now I just have the normal V8 or low-sodium V8. This is what I drink right here. Oh, yeah, the Golden Peak Tea. Get that sponsorship. Yeah, I wish. As I told you, I wanted to kill my brain with aspartame. Extreme Sour Patch Kids sponsorship, dog. Hook me up. I wish. I, I would. Hey, hey. People, get at us. It's happened before. I've promoted stuff and gotten like free chicken from restaurants that were like, hey, do you like our chicken? And I was like, what, me? I love chicken. Never know. And I'll take a free piece of chicken from a courteous restaurant any day. I would too. Yeah. I would too. So this this story has resurfaced again. It surfaces every year or so. Joe Rogan almost fought Wesley Snipes. Again? No, no, this was years ago. Oh, but I remember, he brought it up. Yeah, he didn't, I, I he didn't bring that. it up again. Eve Edwards asked him about it. Who do you think would have won that fight? You know, I I think Joe Rogan would probably win just because Joe Rogan does have the ground game experience. He does have striking experience, but like he actually like rolls with like high level people yeah. on the ground. So he's like, a black belt. Yeah, like his jujitsu is probably pretty legit. I've never rolled with him or trained with him. You know, don't get me wrong. I know people that have black belts that aren't really black belts because they are who they are. You know, but I feel like he's probably one of the more legit like celebrity personalities with a black belt, right? I would like to think hey, so. Did you ever see that spinning back kick? Like, yeah. Hot like, GSP. That was impressive. That was – it was a hard spinning back kick. That that was, you know. Here's the real question. Who would win, CM Punk or Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes would try to smoke his ass. Really? Yeah, Wesley, Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes has, like, a, like, the thing about, like, kung fu and, like, the martial arts he's trained, because I'm pretty sure he has, like, kung fu background or karate or hapki. Like, he has a martial arts background. And, yeah, but he's, like, he's 54. Oh, that's true. Well, no, it's hard. Are we, if we're talking about Blade Trinity, Wesley Snipes, I give it, <laughs> I give it to Wesley Snipes. But, uh... No, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like skill wise, I think Wesley might have it. You know, I think they would probably fight in the same weight class. Wesley Snipes is five nine. You know, th- this is the other thing too. Like, I feel like CM Punk. You know, tough guy, good good wrestler, this and that. But I feel like like he was the thing why like I didn't think he was going to do good at fighting. Period. Is like you really had to like be able to flip a switch and like go from like normal person to like sophisticated yeah. like killer. You know, like where you're like literally like, you know, waiting for your opportunity, bobbing and weaving, attacking. It's like 
it's pretty methodical, but you got to be dead serious and like take every second and every opportunity you get. And I never saw that in him. You know, what I'll, nice? I'll say this. I've seen it in the movies. I'll say this for, for CM Punk. In the amount, with the things that he fended off from Mickey Gall, James Tony probably would have submitted three or four times. Oh, God, I agree. I agree. 100%. I, I'm not saying he did a horrible job. Mickey Gall is a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner. If like he gets on top of anybody in that position, it's going to be a rough day. You know? But at the same time, like... He took like the fight was one round. He took you down, passed your guard, beat you up, beat you up, choked you out, tap. Like there was no offense, there was no up kick, there was no like kicks, like no real punches from his back, no submission attempts or setups, nothing. Just, just, oh, oh, just, mm, just a beat down. Did I? Did I give you my pitch over who I, I want him to fight next? Me, CM Punk? me, so I can make some easy money. Well, that would be cool too. I'll hit him with I'll That'd hit him cool. with the bro to sleep, the DTS. Oh, have you seen well that? Have you seen it? Yeah, of course I have. Bro, of course it's, it's ridiculous. Money. Oh, it's great! It's hilarious. I want him to fight Baby Slice, Kimbo's son, in Bellator. I think you mentioned – well, I think you've mentioned Baby Slice fighting somebody else, like Dada 5000's kid or something. No, no, he's, he was supposed to fight last week, and his opponent showed up six, – well, his, his opponent was 25 pounds overweight and made it to 16 pounds overweight, and they canceled the fight. How do these people get opportunities? It's weird, isn't it? No, no, when you think about it, it's not because, I don't know, the fight game's messed up. I mean, it's messed up. You think? And it's come a long way. It's, came, it's come so far, but it's so fucked up still. <laughs> the, fights you see, the fights you see going on that shouldn't be going on. and uh, Matt, I live in Kentucky, buddy. I watched two 400-pound twin brothers fight each other. In the main event, I watched two 250-pound women do an MMA fight at a place called the Hot Dog Stand, which is perhaps the most appropriate thing possible. Wow. Oh, I've seen it all. That's – you've been places. I haven't lived. A I hot thought dog I, stand, you man. You know, I've traveled the world fighting and wrestling, and in Kentucky, there's more <laughs> to see than all around the world. They let two 250-pound women fight at a hot dog stand, but if you came here, you would have to get licensed as a pro wrestler before you took a bump. Man. Makes sense. Makes sense. The world we live in. The White House wants to put a ban on no-compete clauses. This would obviously have a major effect on pro wrestling. What do you think about that? I think they should just mind their business. The White House? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I feel like, I think things are good right now. I feel like they shouldn't mess with it. No. What well, what would that what would that apply? Like only one WWE, one basically. wrestler. If they fired, if they fired Paige right now, she could show up on TNA Impact tonight instead of ninety days later. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, they're the. White House wants to ban that. That's, they want to ban no-compete clauses. They yeah. don't want to give the WWE the opportunity 
to keep people from working for 90 days. Now, granted, they do pay those people for those 90 days. Well, if they pay you for the 90 days, it shouldn't be a problem. But if they release you and you work somewhere else and you're collecting a paycheck somewhere else, you should not be able to collect a check from, you know, your previous employer. Now, granted, this isn't targeted towards the WWE. It's targeted more towards, like, teachers who are taking, like, sales jobs and getting fired because they're looking to pick up extra money. And yeah. Teachers are getting fired over that. I think that's a little, I, I think, a little much. I think it's yeah, that's good. I don't think I don't think. Uh, well, then again, it, it's complicated. You sign a contract. You sign a contract. It says non-compete clause for ninety days or whatever, a year, two years, whatever. I know when the UFC fired a bunch of people, they had non-compete clauses that were like five years. They're like they literally couldn't work for World Series of Fighting or anywhere else. For five years, and they all they did for like ten years before that was run the UFC. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? By the time you can work, you're going to be replaced. Scott Coker had one when they bought uh, Strike Force. He had a non compete. They kept him on the payroll. He had a non compete, and then as soon as it was up, he started running Bellator. Yeah. So hot diggity damn. A little bit of boxing news. Vladimir Klitschko injured. Tyson Fury suspended. Is there any interest from you as like a casual fan of any heavyweight boxing in 2016? Is there anybody that sticks out? Because we did. We grew up in a golden era of heavyweight boxing. I think boxing. there's been this new dude. I can't think of his name. Big black dude. Wears a mask. I think he's from New Orleans. Deontay Wilder? I believe so. He's been on a hot streak. He just won a world title, I believe, right? He's awesome. I love Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I see see him. That that guy's a stud. He's got a great right hand. You know, he fights with, you know, I feel like he he fights to fight. You know, he fights to finish. And a lot of people, especially in boxing, just fight to win. And I I hate when people, everybody, everybody hates when somebody fights to win. You know, granted, if they're your guy that you want to win one thing, but it's like most people like a finisher. You know, people like finishes, but it's risky to go for it. Yeah, I'd love to see him fight uh, Anthony Joshua. Uh, by the way, Kawajiri, released by the UFC, he signed with Ryzen as well. Probably a good move for Ryzen and Kawajiri. Yeah. You know, hopefully Ryzen keeps picking up more and more talent like this and they build stars. Because that, that's the biggest thing that I, I hated about the UFC, and that's the problem they're running into. And, like, right now they do have two stars and they're making money and they're doing the thing. But the big thing is you have to, like, make new stars. You can't just rely on, like, the old names like the Vanderlei Silvas and so on and so forth. Or, like, when Conor McGregor retires or other people retire, like Ronda. It's like you need people to – you know, fall back on that or like your names, your, your brand, you know? So it's like, that's the problem I've seen with the UFC. The only two stars I've seen them make honestly is like Chuck Liddell and Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey, you know, Rampage Jackson, Vanderlei Silva, they're already stars because of pride. Yep. You know, all those guys were stars because of pride. Those are the only guys they've actually made. And I think like, they, they, that's like the big test of the UFC in the future. They can keep making stars, you know. And I what think, was the first thing I think Ryzen, 
And I think Ryzen, you know, is a company that's right now, you know, they're in a good market and they're picking up really good talent. And if they work them the right way and give them the good right matchups, they could really have a star-studded roster. What first made you an MMA fan? What made me an MMA fan? Well, I watched the pro wrestling growing up as a kid. And then, you know, and then I started wrestling in high school. And then I would, you know, I'd go to wrestling clubs. And at the one wrestling club, there was dudes, you know, fighting in the back or doing some crazy shit that they called NHB, no holds barred fighting. And these guys were headbutting each other and like going bananas, you know. And I was like, oh, I want to get into that. But, of course, my mom was like, no, you know, and I just wrestled. But, uh, you know, I was wrestling in college, and I just felt like I was limited, you know. Like, I felt like I was confined in the set rules of amateur wrestling where, like, you can't lock your hands on the ground. You can't yeah, twist a man's arm back. You can't choke a dude. And I'm like, but I can't. I could choke you. I could twist yes. your arm backwards. I could knee you in the face right now. I could. Pop- why, why do you think when you say that? Why don't you think catch wrestling is more prominent in like high schools or anywhere? I think it's getting there. I think it's just got so many names. I think you know mm-hmm. you got Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you got Japanese Jiu Jitsu, you got no gi grappling, you got catch wrestling, you got professional wrestling, you got amateur wrestling, you got freestyle wrestling, you got Greco Roman wrestling. And like and it depends on what you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to achieve that college, you know, scholarship, you're going collegiate style, you know, folk style wrestling. You're going for that, you know, Olympic, Greco and freestyle. You know, if you're going for MMA, then you go into the catch-style wrestling. But then, even then, you really don't care if you're on your back, so that's more of a grappling-based. Because I consider it more catch-wrestling-based being, like, you can still get pinned with submissions, you know? Yes. While, like, and, and I'll be honest, I don't know how catch-wrestling isn't more po- popular, because it's, like, it's probably would be the most exciting thing to watch. Because it's like a guy that's literally you basically had to give up your back, which is basically like giving up all these submissions, or you have to, you know, throw your back to the mat, but then you can't get pinned. But I think the pinfall should be like a three count, like pro wrestling. Yeah, I love, I love the King Catch tournaments. I love those. We had a catch wrestling tournament at our local gym. I loved it. It's, it's, there are more ways to win. It's more unpredictable. Well, and – and exactly, there's more ways to win. It's unpredictable, and it encourages action. While sure. like jujitsu, two guys will literally sit down and butt scoot into each other's like fifty-fifty, or like into each yep. other's like guard. And you're like, did they just butt scoot into each other? Like that? This is like the world championships. <laughs> they're sitting at yep. each other. But meanwhile, and, and then, when, then when Brendan Schaub, when Brendan Schaub shows up there and shuts down one of the best grapplers in the world by not jumping into his guard, all the people are like, "What? You mean he didn't jump into one of the best grapplers in the world's guard? Oh no, he's terrible. No, he's smart. Uh, it, it is smart. You know, usually they have rules for the jujitsu guys where like." Uh, like if they butt scoot and you, in, you know, you go on top, like you get points because they gave up a position. But if you don't go into their guard, you usually get penalizing and be disqualified. That's usually the tournaments yeah. I go into. Those are the rules. So like you still have to be active with the legs and try to pass. 
you know, but I don't, I'll be honest, when I grappled and I was very successful in my short grappling career before I went to the UFC and I, when I went against a high level black belt, whatever, I would play outside their guard or all day, you know, it's like, unless I'm inside control, why do I want to be near you? Even half guard, they're dangerous. You can get swept. So I control you pretty safe as a strong wrestler, you know? Need a belly, good, stuff like that, you know? Before we wind down, interesting rumor in our Rumors Are Flying article. Apparently, WWE producer Kevin Dunn hates Becky Lynch's accent, which will lead to her doing fewer promos. Um, Do you hate her accent? No, I'll I'll be honest though. Like I'm not a huge fan of uh, not a huge fan of Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks. I'm not a big fan of either. Really? Why is that? You know, they just they're tiny, like really dyed out hair. Like last time I saw Sasha wrestling, her like wig was flying off and. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the. And, and I don't they, get the eccentric they, hair. They colors. look like really skinny Barbie dolls that are like doing moves kind of half halfish. And I don't get me wrong; they've had good matches, both of them. But I'm just like, I'm just not a. I'm not a big fan. Like, I love Charlotte. I love you know Natalie's wrestling. I love Naomi's wrestling. You know, but like, and like I said, Sasha has had good matches. So is Becky. But I'm just like, I'm not a big fan of their. Thing I like their I like their style I like their gear they wear and their their gimmicks but like I just don't <laughs> I don't like their actual appearance. The WWE does this weird thing where they have all their girls like nobody can have human being hair. It's kind of weird, dude. It's not just the WWE. It's like independent wrestling as well. It's like every girl has to have purple hair or something like that. And I'm just that. like you know you know what's refreshing normal hair you know like you know you should stand out with your personality your persona and your move set you know like your your stuff not your hair color shouldn't be like oh well that's a statement you know i make it i don't make a statement with my hair i make a statement with like when i slap somebody in the face (laughs) you know you want to know how matt riddle makes a statement yeah you know i slam you on your here's how matt riddle makes a statement oh hey Oh, <laughs> look at that man. haircut, dude! That's that's back in the day. That's like four oh, years man. ago. That's that's one of the main reasons why I don't have a job at the WWE right now. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not yeah, man. You gotta like think about it. Like I'm like sure. If you watch some of my work, I'm pretty over. I'm pretty good worker. Yeah, well, I know, I know I that. I mean, see, I got some pretty good credentials. It's like. Why won't they sign me? Oh, I mean, your credentials aren't a question. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think, you know, and I've been told that that was yeah. probably the that was the reason. So, well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that changes. I mean, obviously, we would lose you at Fightful.com, but I mean, we could obviously you, you parlay know, that. I think I, I talked to Regal a couple weeks ago. Talked to I talked to you know I, I'm always in touch with the WWE, and you know they like what I'm doing. You know, and that, that's, you know, and like they always say great things and how, you know, like, oh, we'll, we'll definitely be working together. And I'm like, hey, maybe, you know, but, uh, you know, hey, hey, until I see a contract and I'm getting something, it's it's never official. You know what I'm saying? 
And right now I'm digging what I do. It's the best. It really is. I think I get, I do this podcast every week. I teach jujitsu every week. I, I wrestle every weekend. It's like I play video games all the time. I got this new virtual reality headset, bro. I was about to thing? check. I was considering trying one of those out for PS4. How are they? Oh, dude, it's so sick. It's so sick. What, what is it? Like, what? How do you keep from running into shit? Do you move your legs well, or anything, or is it just you, headset? You got to realize I have this whole wrestling mat. So yeah, I can true. just stand in front of it, put it on, and I got to get them out of space. But yeah, that's dude, true. you just you just throw this, hit the button, stretch it open, throw it on, hit the button, nice. turn it on, it lights on. You're right in the game. You look around, you're in the virtual world, bro. Sick. So sick. So where where are you this weekend, by the way? Where are you booked? Anywhere? I am in Rhode Island. I believe it's XW. A, and I'm wrestling Mike the Miracle, or maybe it's the Rainmaker, Bennett? Mike the Miracle Bennett? Yes. I'm wrestling him. So uh, it should it should be good. You know, I want to, you know, I only have one match this weekend. I, you know, even last week I wrestled Cody, but, like, originally I had no matches planned these two weeks because I was going to be in China. Yeah. So, like, you know, I only have one match per week, and I got a wedding on Sunday. But, like, you know, I got the one match Saturday with him, so I kind of want to go hard this weekend, you know. Maybe, you know, I don't know how the crowd's going to be, but I really care less. I could care less. And I, I want to, <laughs> you know, just I just want to go out there and have some fun. So, Somebody says, <laughs> Sean, cut a promo on Matt's opponent. Maybe when we have a little more time, I'll do that. How about that? Uh, I'll, I'll cut a promo on behalf of Matt on like a future opponent or something, but we got to wind it up, All wind right. it down rather. Tell them where they can follow you, Matt. Hey guys, you can follow me Twitter. I believe it's what riddle JB seven or tough seven. It's riddle riddle tough seven riddle tough. So dude, you know, I don't, I don't look myself up, bro. It's on my apps. Well, you should because we are two hashtag verified bros. I love rubbing that in people's face that I got verified. It- yeah, you know, I didn't even know it was a problem for people. I was like, yeah, I've been verified for years now. I've been verified since I, I was in the UFC. I woke up one day and it happened, and I had a bunch of tweets about it, and I was like, well, that's cool. That's neat. Yeah, about time. You know, getting that. When did that happen? few weeks ago i think oh so you're just fresh into the verified world freshly verified wow yes. wow and the perks that come with verification like only seeing tweets from verified people that's all new to me it's all new i didn't even know that you had to be verified to see tweets from verified people no you can filter them to where you only see stuff from verified people so like if Ooh. i click over to verified right now it's like i see stuff from you from Ryan Satin from Kat Zingano, Marlos Kunin. Important uh, people. Scotty Riggs. Imp- you know, nobody's more important than Im- Scotty import- Riggs import- of Important people that mean something to the Twitter universe. Hey, you know what? All of our viewers mean something to me, They Matt. do. They do. Even even if you have multiple fake accounts, you mean something to Yeah, us. exactly. Yeah. Guys, I'm not sure. I wouldn't count on there being a Vince Russo show tomorrow. He is dealing with some family issues. Go over to his Twitter, wish him well. Uh, 
But if not, we will be back Sunday for the post Hell in a Cell show. Myself and uh, associate editor Alex Palowski. We didn't even talk Check about out. Hell in a Cell. That says plenty, doesn't it? You looking I'll, before we do this because we're we're over our hour. What are you looking forward to on the show? At Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I have no idea. If any- I have no idea. I haven't been watching the product. I'm sorry. I've, I've been busy. The Thursday afternoon broke. Oh, dude, I've been friends. playing video games. I got this Dead by Daylight, Michael Myers downloadable content. Had to get that out there. You can play as Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers. It's sick. Only on, oh, only on Steam. Oh, shoot. Alienware, bro. <laughs> yeah. God, you're such a shill. Come on, Such a bro. shill. It's good stuff, though. Like, legitimately, I use the product. Might have to check that out. Guys, until next time, we are out. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.